Welcome to another edition of Your Impact Attack. That's right, it's Your Impact Attack. We are just the curators and the hosts. And who are we? I am... The Vet. He's a Rip Rogers guy. The Vet. That, that, that. Rip, Rip, Rip Rogers guy. Jamie Williams with me as always, tag team partner Brandon. Brandon, what is going on today? Not much, man. I thought this was a better impact than they've done in a probably one of the better ones they've done in a while. Not sure how you feel about it, but I'm sure we'll find out when we get into it as we go on through the show. Yeah, um, you will find out. Sneak preview, eh. But, you know, that's looking too far ahead right now. Um, yeah, but, but an eh is a lot better than what we've gotten so far. Right, I don't have any muffins here, and I'm not, you know, particularly angry, but that could just be due to other things. Um... You know, overall, though, uh, I feel like um, I definitely noticed it was um, there was something there was some something kind of uh, kind of different about it. Uh, but um, like I said, we will touch on that in detail. That's kind of the whole point of our show. Uh, we could just say, yeah, it was okay in the first three minutes of the show, and then cut it off and set a new <laughs> record for all of our channel attitude subscribers um but speaking of those loyal uh, people the hameen media group group uh who do we have with us in the live chat here today let's see hanging out with us right now we got hobby uchida we got retro rocket review review she gets so nice you gotta say it twice elizabeth mm -hmm. How's everybody doing tonight? Whoop, whoop. Oh, and Lab Rat. How y'all doing? Giggity, giggity. All right. Lab Rat says moose, moose, moose. And always uh, have, never have enough moose. Oh, yeah. Oh, and Chris Winland coming in uh, right here the very end. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, some of the things that retro rocket are saying about me are true some of the, i can agree with some of those things um i am more fun than a ball pit filled with candy for example that that is true uh jokes may be funnier when i tell them i'm not sure I, that's up to you i try to tell mostly my own jokes uh, and give credit and cite sources uh, where where necessary <laughs> but um but yeah um I will uh, look forward to those uh, continuous putovers throughout the uh, throughout the evening. But uh, hopefully everybody else is doing well. Um, and uh, I guess we could talk about the news, whatever such there is. Um, did you see anything on the uh, sheets or anything that caught your attention? uh this past week or anything really it doesn't have to be wrestling related and i man not a lot of news going down this weekend let's go take a quick little peeky poo and see what's going on 
Elon Musk changed the name of an entire platform. <laughs> That's something, but nothing really is different yet. Uh, I'm sure it will be. Let's see, going through wrestling, and see if there's anything interesting going on. One thing I do have uh, is there's some comments now that Eric Young is back, and he's been interviewed a couple times, has some things to say, so we could talk about that. Right. Uh, shout out to Steve Eggert. Shout out to my man Steve. Thanks for joining us. Um, but yeah, other than that, like I don't know what else. I mean, once again, uh, if you want to hear some news of the day, news of the week, news of whatever, check out the Monday locker room with myself and Ben Hameen. Uh, we definitely had some interesting conversations. There weren't some of them weren't even really about news mm. per se, what we would call news items, but just things in general, which uh, you may find interesting. And that's what you sign up for, channelattitude.com. That's the real talk you're not going to get anywhere else. I'm quite sure mm -hmm. most of the things that Ben and I talk about, you are not going to hear anywhere else. Mm -hmm. So. Um, but while you're looking for anything else interesting, I guess I'll just start with the Eric Young deal. Um, so, uh, this, you know, um, this was sort of a kind of a thing I kind of lost track of when we saw Eric Young get murdered on impact wrestling, right? We, we all saw it. <laughs> they filmed it. We all saw it. Um, well, and well, remember when I said was uh, if they didn't show a body, he ain't mm -hmm. dead. Right. And uh, well, we saw the scene or what we thought at yeah. least. And I mean, we, we saw, didn't even really see the stabbing. We just yeah, we saw, saw the implication. We saw. Yeah, we saw Diener with the knife. That's all we saw. Right. And I think that's enough in most, you know, in a jury's mind, most people would just they would convict off of what we saw. Um, but uh, you know, um so so there was that but um then he was then he was gone and we didn't really see him after that i didn't you know <laughs> i was expecting this is you know the exit for the company but where did where did the exit lead to where was he going you know i didn't really remember seeing him so i kind of i kind of forgot like this whole this whole situation but he's talking about um that you know he was supposedly in wwe at the time and they had some plans for him uh after he left so he went to the wwe and then he this is what he says in his interview with denise salcedo says i can say that i signed up for one thing and then was presented with a completely different thing personally professionally and for me more importantly morally i can't take instruction at work for a person like that referring to vince mcmahon because this probably would have been around the time when you know vince is like i'm back you know so yeah. so well, he, he probably he, thought he was working with triple yeah. h like he had done with nxt and insanity and all that stuff um so then they have something new for him uh well you gotta remember too when when uh Eric Young came back the first time at anniversary 2020. He shot on Vince McMahon, calling him an out-of-touch old man who couldn't see his vision. Right. So he obviously believed it then and still still believes it now. So, uh, 
it was probably that one thing was probably like the catalyst for all of his decision making and him thinking so anyway he says he, he goes on to say if you would have said that that nine months ago six months ago i pro i would probably would have said no i wouldn't be back at impact fate's got a funny way of doing things like i said i didn't really want to leave impact in the first place but business is business and an opportunity had presented itself that i just couldn't say no to I made the move, and I don't regret it at all. Nine-month vacation. There's worse things that can happen to a person, for sure. Uh, and he said, um, yeah, yeah, well, Abby, you can, you can uh, go watch him and Denise on YouTube if you want to hear anything else. Um, but uh, he continued um, on uh, Busted Open Radio. He said some things about about the situation again so uh he says i talked to scott before leaving last time and i didn't want to leave then it's a wild thing and scott himself who's a very honest person and a blunt person he goes i'll punch you if you don't leave those were his words and i don't think he would have mm -hmm. but he might have tried you never know he's a mm -hmm. bit of a wild man um so uh what else did he say um i mean what the article says is that he couldn't say no the opportunity which led to him officially re-signing with wwe upon the return of vince mcmahon though complications arose leaving young with personal professional and moral dilemmas yeah like we just talked about so so um he requested his release in april that's what this says which and then he timing makes 90, sense 90 day non-compete clause um and uh which is like compete with what you didn't use him the whole time he was there so why would you have that clause in there i th i think he was i think if i read correctly he was more backstage uh producer when he came back to wwe rather than being an on-screen character yeah but is that a compete i i guess technically True. just working there is a compete anyway he says i could say from working there and working other places there's something very special going on referring to impact and that sounds biased because that's where I work, but I would have said that at any point. And I think if you guys talk to other people that work there or have worked there and have passed through there in the last three to five years, something very special is going on there. And it's a very tight knit group. I'm very happy and very proud to be a part of it. That's what he says. Well, what else are you going to say? This is where you are. But I do like the... Uh, uh, I like the the idea that he wants to publicly say why he left because a lot of people don't really yeah. say that because they're trying to like they're keep... they're afraid of losing a potential spot or getting a call by talking about Vince McMahon and he doesn't care to say the truth and how he really feels and that's got to be respected right I mean I say these things all the time not having had to work with Vince McMahon in any direct capacity or or things and I try to explain to people yeah man not cool you know and but who am i but if eric young is like of some of this on the record it's like oh yeah that's why i left <laughs> i definitely left because of this guy you know that definitely carries some weight so i i um i appreciate that and uh it's nice to hear somebody say it um yeah, I mean Eric Young. I mean, you got if you can't figure out something to do with Eric Young, uh... a dude who's shown he can do everything across the entire spectrum—comedy, serious, anything. 
Right. So, so I don't know, but, um, so anyway, he's back. <laughs> so we'll see, we'll see what he, what he continues to do in impact because it's very, the way he was in impact, you know, with, um, violent by design and the whole gimmick and everything, it's not really the kind of gimmick you could just come back in and just like, oh yeah, I'm just a regular guy now. Uh, you know, it's, 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 you, yeah, you can't the, the, acknowledge that you used to be right. a psycho that was, hmm. uh, I don't really think and, that works. And again, at least, at least they tried with bringing Diener into that match and then playing up their history. So I, I, I got to give them credit for at least remembering that. But I just don't think they did enough. No, they, they, they didn't do enough. It's either enough or it's not enough or too much. It's just hard to find that good balance there. Um, Again, the, I, the fact that they acknowledged it and uh, brought a light to it that this happened and we're continuing off of that, great, but they needed to do more. Like just having Eric Young appear as a mystery partner, again, made sense with the history and the story, but it just was not enough. Yeah, and you just had a regular match. And a regular match, yes, exactly. You know, so you know, there, there, there you go. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Labrath says he hopes Eric doesn't die this time. Same here. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Were, were you able to find any other interesting enough things to? Uh, no, not really. Wrestling Inc. is just. I don't know what's happened to that website. Oh well, um, I don't know. It's it's not maybe not so much wrestling ink as nothing's really happening. That <laughs> I mean, even if you look at the, like I said, the headlines are just not. Um, they, they when it rains it pours is basically how I how I look at it because sometimes it feels like everything happens and then it's there's weeks like this where it's just like yeah everybody's calmed down, <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, nothing really major, but, um, I guess that means that, uh, we should move ahead with our own show. <laughs> and, uh, so now we have a, do we have a punching up impact or do we not? Uh, we do have one for the episode on the 6th of July. I am still currently okay. working on the other one. Unfortunately, I had some other stuff come up today that I was not expecting that got in my way, but I got it about halfway done. So we'll uh, have that one for next week as well as the next week's one as well. Okay. Uh, so we want to go over that, as you says, from the July 6th. Yes, sir. So now we're looking at a couple of weeks ago. This would have been like the... Was this the, the go-home to the go-home or... Yeah, you can see it's the, the penultimate. Okay. Well. Um, take it away, I suppose. All righty. So we opened up with a recap and ketchup package. Cut to ketchup intro. packet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I'm thinking about that movie, Black Sheep. Uh, that was a great movie, too. Uh, mm -hmm. see. Intro and Pyro and Ballyhoo. Then we cut to the announce table where they go over the card for tonight and they give their thoughts on recent developments. 
And then match one is Eddie Edwards with, with Alicia versus Frankie Kazarian. And the match goes just like it did up until the point where Kazarian does that sick DDT to Edwards on the apron. And except this time I have Edwards sell it like he's knocked out. The ref checks on him, says he can't continue and call and call and declares Kazarian the winner by knockout. Alicia checks on Edwards as trainers come out and Alicia yells at Kazarian who shows remorse, but he ends up backing away and leaving. And Edwards is helped up and taken to the back. We cut to the announce table. They give their thoughts on what just happened and they'll give updates throughout the night. And we get into the main and they talk about the main event and then they throw it to Leo Rush and Gia in the back. And then we have our promo with Leo Rush and Gia and it goes just like it did on the show with all this coming in and those two get their business taken care of and they get on the same page. And then we cut to our first commercial break. All right. And then we are cut to a promo with Saban. He cuts the same one he did on the show, except that it's better because the one he did just sounded like a, he just a generic wrestling promo. And then we cut to Frankie Kazarian, who's on the phone with somebody who's implied to be Tracy, as he mentions how everyone can't wait to see her next week. Alicia storms into his locker room to tell him that Eddie has a concussion and can't work for a bit, and she'll find a way to make him pay before she leaves the locker room. All right. And then match number two is Singh and Shira versus Swan and uh, Sammy Callahan. We got Singh and Shira music and entrance, Callahan and Swan music and entrance. Match goes just like it did on the show with Swan and Callahan over. And we cut to the to the gorilla with Moose and Myers, and they cut the same promo they did on the show. And we have a package of uh, the Impact roster in Australia, except it's only baby faces, no heels this time. Yeah, that's uh, seems like a no brainer, but apparently. <laughs> And then, I mean, heels don't deserve to see cute and cuddly animals, you know. Right, exactly. Like, like this the whole thing with Macklin, like with him. I I get you're trying to get over him and Deanna or or a couple. I get that, but you haven't mentioned it on the show, and we've seen that uh, Macklin's a douchebag on the show. Why are you showing him with Deanna petting animals, being nice? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Good question. And then we have, we have the announcers tease an update on the issues with Dango and Santino after the break. And then we come back with the BTI and vignette of Dango, Santino, and Heath playing out like it did on the show with, you know, the vignette and whatnot. And then match number three, Angels with the Design versus Gresham. Angels music and entrance. And on the way to the ring, he argues with Diener. And Khan tries to talk Angels down and get him on the same page as him and Diener. Angels doesn't want any help and wants to wrestle on his own. Gresham music and entrance. Diener keeps trying to interfere, but Angels keeps refusing help. And the match ends with Angels looking like he hasn't won, but then Diener purposely costs him the match to put over the fact that Angels needs him. After the match, Angels and Diener argue with Diener poking and shoving Angels, which leads to them coming to blows, and Khan joins in to beat down Angels. Gresham comes to Angel's aid and they clear the ring of the design and they shake hands. Yeah, see, the difference with that is, uh, you know, as we saw, very um, sort of uneventful exits for Angel's from <laughs> from the, the design eventually. He's just like, you know what, I'm out of here. And then he just is. <laughs> like, there's no follow-up. There's no, I mean... 
even even to this week there's no there's no comment on like they're they're not looking <laughs> they're they're are coming up to angels in the back and be like hey motherfucker you ain't going anywhere or something like yeah, that and yeah. even more mind-boggling is that he's still a heel coming they're still booking him as a heel coming out of this like huh yeah yeah lab rat says angels got off easy i didn't get a shiv in the in the fucking <laughs> liver yeah but still yeah it just is uh, yeah so at least with this you know with this revision it's it's sort of like you can build off of that further and it just shows there's something in the first place there's reasons other than angels just takes a fat l <laughs> And then, like he always does, and then, <laughs> rightly so, the design is like, "Hey, what's up with all these L's?" You know, it's like if you don't if you don't involve them in some way and and add to the hypocrisy of them demanding perfection when they can't get it done either, which is basically the entire story of the group, you know, from the inception back to Eric Young <laughs> uh, and all those guys, um, then you just have guys having wrestling matches and splitting off in an unsatisfactory way. Exactly. Mon. Just trying to add a little bit more structure and story to this and just give a little bit, get the guys a little bit more meat to sink their teeth into. All right. So from there we go to backstage with an ABC promo, same one that we saw on the show with the rascals interrupting. And then we cut to backstage with Demore and PCO. And here's how we're doing this. We're just going back to that whole perfect Canadian one idea I had where it's just like, you know, he dumps the whole Frankenstein thing and it becomes like super prideful Canadian. Okay. And then he, uh, and then he's warming up for his handicap match with good hands while Demore hypes him up. We don't do that ridiculous, obviously over the top fake bat car battery, try to charge him up thing where he doesn't even touch the, touch himself with it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's just something super simple and easy and you cut to our third commercial break and come back with a replay of last week with diana trinity and giselle and in, in the that that group and then a bit and then the same backstage segment with diana and trinity that we saw on the show and then match number four is good hands versus pco with scott demore Good hands music and entrance, and the good hand we have the good hands cut a better promo than the, than the one they did on the show as they enter the ring. PCO music and entrance with Scott Demore with Demore heading to commentary. PCO goes over in less than two minutes as we find out this is a setup by the good hands bully and Macklin. Demore tries to help PCO, but he gets handcuffed to the post on the outside instead of in the ring. Security runs out, but they get beaten up. Good hands, Bully, and Macklin viciously destroy PCO's legs to the point where he can't even walk. So basically, the that's insinuation almost, that's almost the case right now. But <laughs> basically, we, they beat they beat him up so bad where it's insinuated that they broke his legs. Right. Heels leave the ring as trainers come out to help PCO and Demore. Giselle Shaw comes out as well to help Demore as the announcers mention their relationship and how they try to keep it on the downloads. So people don't think that Demore is playing favorites. I, I'm sorry, the whole act, that whole faction is dead in the water. We got to move on to something else. And and to me, and, and again, this is just me, the whole, like the present, like Giselle Shaw's presentation, the look, everything, like I buy that 100%, the whole, but the whole like personality, character, mean girl, 
um, just bitchy, snobby. Like I'm not, I'm not buying that. I'm sorry. Like it comes across like Giselle's really a decent person with a great heart that's trying to play a bad person, and I'm, I, it just doesn't work for me. I'm sorry. Okay, interesting. Um, I mean, I don't think she's doing bad with her uh, character now, but not, not, but like in the lot, like when when it's a live thing, it just it very clearly comes across like it's an act, and that Giselle's trying to be a mean, bad person when that's not who Giselle is. I could say that about a lot of people on <laughs> this particular company. <laughs> So my question is, if you have a different vision for PCO and he's not a Frankenstein anymore, then what kind of ring gear do you envision for 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 this guy now? Team Canada. He's going full Team Canada. Yep. And then as a as a punishment for his transgression into a normal human, he gets his legs broken by these guys. <laughs> I mean, who are still it, it, going to get rewarded for their criminal assault, I guess, by having a match at Slammiversary, right? Well, so gonna lead, well, actually, well, next week we lead into. Um, let's just see how the show goes. Let's just see how it goes. Yep. I actually do have something planned for that. All right. Can't wait. All right, so then we go to our fourth commercial break, and we do a replay of what we just saw. And we do backstage of Demore, Shaw, and PCO. Demore and Shaw get in the ambulance with PCO, while Demore tells Shaw to call him and make sure that he will be at the arena next week. While he called, while Demore calls Santino to make a tag match of Demore and the he that he is referring to against the Good Hands for next week, and that he would end up being Eric Young. So it would be okay. Demore and Eric Young versus the Good Hands, and they would destroy them on the next week's show. It's too bad that you're changing PCO's gimmick, <laughs> and Scott Demore is still involved because we could have had a double zombie team with Eric Young and uh, and PCO. But see, th this this is why you're so smart. <laughs> I'm kidding. I would be pissed <laughs> if they did that. But anyway. <laughs> no, but you're you're actually following as dumb as that is, you're actually following the logic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Hey, I know somebody else who died. <laughs> Call him. <laughs> Call him on his <laughs> dead cell phone. <laughs> and then Evans and uh Jay and then Savannah Evans and Jay Vidal run up to the ambulance and mention Shaw's match with Rush that's coming up, and Shaw tells Evans to fill in so Shaw can go with Demore and PCO to the hospital. All right. And then we cut to a vignette of the coven where they do a seance and consult the spirits of what to expect at Slammiversary and a strategy to defeat Kelly and Masha. Again, just something in character and trying to keep it as believable as possible. Buckshot Kid says, that's <laughs> smart even when he's half asleep. For the record, I'm not half asleep, but I'm closing my eyes because <laughs> I'm trying to picture what brand is saying in my mind. And I feel like it helps me if I actually close my eyes because for whatever reason, like I don't pay as well of attention when I'm looking at the screen or the other things or the chat or something. So if it looks like I'm just sitting here sleeping, 
just know I'm I'm actually trying to like literally envision the I I tried to envision PCO and the Team Canada red and white gear. It was not pretty, but uh, I still tried to envision if, it. Technically, he actually was part of the original Team Canada and WCW, if, even if it was only for a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was a pirate. But <laughs> and he was a pirate. Oh, that was so bad. That pirate thing, that pirate shit was so bad. Mm-hmm. And then our next vignette is Killer Kelly and Masha Slamovich. They talk about their how their rivalry taught them so much about each other and how their bond will make them even better tag team partners. And they mention how the pain they the pain they inflicted on each other will now be turned on the coven and be even twice as painful. Ooh. Match number five, we got Savannah Evans with Jay Vidal versus Courtney Rush with Jessica. Savannah Evans, music and entrance. We have Evans and Jay looking lost and confused with their minds clearly elsewhere. Courtney Rush, music and entrance with Courtney over clean. Then we go backstage to Kenny King and Sheldon Jean, and that plays out like it did on the show with uh, the whole stripper Kenny thing and then uh, Joe Hendry and Uemura showing up and ta- making fun of them. Then we cut to our last commercial break. Come back with a new Japan hype video and then go to the announce table where they run down the card for next week and hype that show. Match number six, Motor City Machine Guns versus Nick Aldis and Leo Rush and goes just like it did on the show. All right. So that's it, huh? Uh, Labra says, did these two witches bring back Eric? <laughs> I mean, perhaps there could have been some ritual. Hey, don't, don't give them ideas. Yeah, I actually <laughs> saw something on wrestling saying that they are going to address his murder so look forward to that also they, they didn't even really on this show at all it's kind of like yeah what happened yeah that happened but i'm here so yeah yeah um labrat also says i'm doing my nxt apollo impression well and now apollo could see the future <laughs> i'm just quietly listening to brandon talk about the <laughs> alternate present that's all <laughs> Or in this case, the alternate two weeks past. How sad is it that Lisbeth's idea of necromancy would have made way more sense than what they actually did? I mean, this show is just littered with these kinds of things, you know, with the... We had the death dolls and the, you know, decay and all this stuff, but they're just regular people now, so I guess... That's out of the question. The only people like, left that even could do it is the coven. Like, like spell casting, like casting spells, Harry Potter stuff makes mm. more sense than what they actually did. Yep. Let's get a twig out here and point and say some vaguely Latin sounding stuff. And then oh, we're ready to bring back Eric Young. <laughs> um, but yeah. All right, well, there's a punching up impact, and uh, we've been promised more to make up. So uh, we'll see what we get next week. Let's see if we can uh, finally catch up or whatever. Um, well, I'm already halfway through that that one, so easily should have it done. All right, there you have it. It's uh, you know, even though we say cards subject to change, uh, you've been <laughs> promised. That's right. It's, it's, it's documented here. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, I guess with that being said, we can just get uh, right into the recap of the show. Um, 
which is a recap of Slammiversary to start, in case you missed it, which I'm sure everybody did. I'm sure they were all smart enough to miss Slammiversary. And that they counted upon my uh, my sort of uh, recap and review of Slammiversary of last week right here on ChannelAttitude.com. So they wouldn't need to watch Slammiversary. We gave you, in just about two hours, we gave you the episode, the go-home episode, and the whole pay-per-view. So you saved yourself an hour and some change just by listening to us, really. <laughs> um, but anyway, in case you didn't know, uh, you know, Eric Young's back. <laughs> and uh, Alex Shelley's still a champion. He's the only guy who didn't lose a belt that night. <laughs> um, so we're going to get much more scott demore here he's gonna be in the ring to start um he's baby facing windsor he's uh talking about his loa is over and he's the acting doa and uh we're gonna hear from josh later and then the good hands finally interrupt this i've never been so happy to see the good hands um and i'm still not but i'm just saying compared to what we're getting and what we've seen i i'm like okay so anyway, they, they act like they want to beat up Scott Demore, and then Scott Demore says, "Oh, I got so you want a match? Oh, I got." He said, <laughs> "He ta- even takes his headset off, looking like he's about to get ready to fight him." Oh yeah, it's not gonna be me; it's gonna be these guys, right? Who are all convenient? Like then they yeah. immediately hit the music. Yeah, music and- ready to go. They're there, Gorilla. Like how I hard guess- is it to go? Hey, we'll, we'll take care of that when we come back from commercial. That's right. all you had to do. Yeah, or you could have just said, um, I'm I'm putting you guys in a match later, or you could have said that you could have told people that these that Sammy Callahan and Rich Swan were about to have a match, or you could have said a bunch of things other than just make it seem like they wouldn't have been able to respond that quick. They would have still been lacing up their boots or whatever. Like, what? Yep. Scott Demore is making us be in a match right this second. Oh, shit. And they put their sandwich down and run out there. You know Sammy Callahan had a sandwich. You know that. So many different ways they could have gone about this to make it make... Like, so many ways they could have made this make sense, and they didn't use one of them. Yeah. They didn't. Um, but we, in any case, we do get a swan hand versus the good hands. I'll give you one guess who won... Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously we got some of your thoughts on the setup for this, but I mean, any other thoughts on the match or, or I mean, I mean, the match itself was all right. I mean, the whole point was to get, uh, Sammy, uh, Sammy and Swan over and they did that. So I guess that was accomplished. Right. The, the good hands continue to look like buffoons. I mean, they continue Um, to be good hands. (laughs) <laughs> yes uh and there, there was really nothing to do with well of course there couldn't be um but they, they we were led to believe that the good hands were not going to just take this rejection lying down and that they were going to try to get into the good graces of moose and myers or whatever and that could be like an ongoing thing right that could actually be an interesting story of them trying to trying to win the favor of Myers and Moose, just trying to make them happy. That's an angle on the story right there. Right. So your show's writing itself for you, but you're like, nah, I don't know. Maybe that's something that uh, Jimmy Jacobs would have seen, but uh, I don't know who's in charge of it. If it's just <laughs> Diener now, Diener's writing the whole show. 
Uh, yeah. I don't know. If you're if, if you're watching Impact, I can do uh, Jimmy Jacobs' job. I can do it for about 10k less. Ooh, only 10k. Uh, ABC backstage promo interrupted by the Rascals, broken up by Demore, who ejects the Rascals, and then makes a loser leaves Impact match between Zicky and Swanger. I'm severely cutting this down, um, but all this stuff is basically what we got out of this. There was a lot more like. Uh, you know whatever you want to call it foolishness i guess and rem- and remember how they rascals got thrown out remember that for later mhm they got thrown out um but yeah, i mean other than that nothing really noteworthy about that it's just it felt like at this point, I was like, oh, God, is this going to be one of those things where Scott Demore thinks he's over and he's just going to like be on every segment of the show? Because he's like artificially extending the length of these segments by continuing to try to like improvise his dialogue. And it just sort of, you know, I don't know. He wants to be the cool, like I'm the star of the show authority figure type is how it started. Thankfully, it didn't persist all the way through but that's the feeling i got at the start with the opening in ring where he's out there just you know running for office and and all this other shit uh any other comments on these several things that they tied into one little backstage skit uh not really man i mean i thought the swinger and dice stuff was all right it's like okay finally we're getting a conclusion to this angle yeah, because we're getting it because we know that Zicky Dice is done. Yep. Sadly, uh, because Zicky's done a done great with what they've given him. Yeah, I mean, well, I, Zicky Dice is very uh, talented person. I would like to see more of him, but we haven't really ever seen enough of what he can do. Um, but yeah, ever since NWA, I thought, okay, I see what he's doing. It's working. He and Zicky Dice was in NWA. If you didn't see him, Zicky Dice was basically doing like a more realistic shoot version of Johnny Swinger. Like he he looked like a wrestler that was like, "Are you stuck in a time warp?" But he just didn't he didn't make a bunch of business exposing references. He just wore a fanny pack and was ridiculous or outlandish, you would say. Uh, which he he kind of looks the same when you see him here, but. You know, he had much more of a in-ring presence there. Um, so, yeah, it's it, I can see why they would have paired him with Swinger when he got to Impact. But, you know, his version of the that idea uh, is it was much more palatable to me. Mm, speaking of... Well, I can't transition into that. <laughs> Eric Young's with Gia, no music underneath. Uh, he gets interrupted by Nick Aldis, who, who's looking for somebody that can help him take on the internet darlings before they run this company in the ground. <laughs> but uh, Eric's not interested in that. He just wants to have a wrestling match with a guy. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, this definitely was that weird. Was that weird the way he's just like, hey, fuck everything you just said. What about a match between you and me? <laughs> I'm kind of surprised they didn't reference their history with each other because Eric Young was the guy who beat Nick all this for his for the world title. Mm. Mm. 
Well, they're probably going back to that. Um, all right, well, uh, we get a Jake something package, and then uh, we get something versus Kevin Knight. And Kevin Knight gets one of those little insert promos. So, uh, on his, during his entrance, uh, these guys have a match. What's interesting to me about the match is, um, when you see Kevin Knight in there with Jake something, Jake something's obviously a huge individual and he's bigger than Kevin Knight, but like in terms of stature, it doesn't look like a mismatch, you know? Right. It just looks like Kevin Knight's just not as big as jake something but he's they got, they got the same height but jake something has more mass yeah he has more mass so you know you, you look at but what's interesting about that is that you know kevin knight is been presented as uh you know like a new japan junior heavyweight and you know i don't know he's he's kind of holding his own with jake something here so i thought that's kind of interesting He's a little too big to be a junior heavyweight these days, maybe. Um, but they want to have him in there, maybe, because he can do a lot of athletic things, which fits in there. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but, uh, you know, Jake something hits uh, his move, whatever it is, uh, into the void. Is that what it's called? Uh, I think that's what they called it, into the void, yeah. Right, which you could, which is a way of saying black hole slam, you know? <laughs> It's like it's a different way of saying it which is uh, yeah i don't know uh black hole slam <laughs> won't you come and take the pin away <laughs> all right so yeah into the void on kevin knight uh what do you think how's how's kevin knight progressing in your eyes since he's been here i mean he's definitely improved i thought I don't know if you got this vibe. I don't know. I want to ask your thoughts on this. There was a spot in the match where like uh, Kevin's laying in forearms and they looked weak as shit. And Jake goes, come on, hit me. And mm -hmm. basically he's, and um, it felt like the, like he was trying to say, Hey man, those are weak. Lay them in. Mm -hmm. And then it got, came to a spot where he hit him, where he hit another weak one. And then Kevin, and then uh, Jake's like, okay, I'm going to show you how it's done. And just nails him with a hard one. Mm. 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 Like I don't know if that was a shoot or a work. Like that that was one of the things that kind of tripped me up during this. Um, I my instinct would be to say that the whole idea was a spot, you know. Like I'm not gonna throw my forearm except I'm you know, except just for you to tell me I'm not throwing my right. forearm good enough. Right. Like, I'm like, quite sure he could throw a better forearm than that, but if that's the spot, then and again, that's what I had thought originally, but then at the end of the spot where he actually like where Kevin actually clocks him with a nice forearm, okay, then that makes sense. That's what they were building to. Mm -hmm. And um the other thing too is uh you know, selling goes a long way. I mean, I've seen people throw some pretty good strikes and stuff like that that kind of look like shit because the other guy just not selling it. You know, he won't register the strike. So if your spot is to no-sell, then anything looks bad, no matter how good you actually throw it. I mean, you could potato a guy, and if his face doesn't move, yep. you're like, oh, guess I wasn't very good. Uh, 
So regardless of how good a worker you are or whatever, if the other person's not cooperating, they can make you look bad. Exactly. And most good workers, when they find out that they're in that situation, they just don't do those things anymore. Like if you're punching a guy that doesn't know how to sell punches, stop punching. You stop punching them. Yeah, that's basically how it goes. So I'm gonna say that, but I don't know. Maybe Kevin Knight just has shitty forearms in general. Yeah, that's what I originally thought when first seeing the spot. But then I saw the end of the spot, and that had me wondering: Okay, did they do that on purpose to build to that finish of the spot? I don't know. Yeah. I also don't think that, um, in any case, I don't think Jake something has the sort of agency or... He, yeah, you know, he does not seem like the kind of person that would no-sell somebody as a fuck you. Right. Now, he um, might, now he shakes me somebody who would say, like, who would no-sell something like, come on, do better, and no-sell it to be like, come on, you got to do better to try to encourage them to put more into it. That I could mm -hmm. see. Yeah. To further purpose of making the match better. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's uh yeah, overall it's a good question. I think I think it's something that well, it's something I see in New Japan a lot at least, it's probably a Japanese thing in general, but they definitely have their set of they they have their set of moves that they do at a certain time. So they also they work in a spot for the weak forearm. Yeah, they they do it yeah, to show they're, that they're exhausted that, yeah. or Cause there was actually a spot during that whole th or whole moment during that thing where Jake just like no soul that looked at him and said, no, come on, hit me. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, what about Jake something? Uh, he's back now. Um, are you, is there anything else you're noticing about him and in, uh, in general in the ring or I don't like his haircut right now, but you know, that other, yeah, change. other than the haircut, he looks great. I mean, he looks like a physical specimen. He, he's, got his work down where it needs to be i mean it's just finding a spot for him and finding something for him to sink his teeth into <laughs> something um, <laughs> so next is uh courtney rush uh with the jobber entrance um and versus savannah evans uh they have a match uh evans gets distracted by jody threat coming in and carrying off uh jay vidal <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, Courtney Rush hits Evans with the spear and then we just, okay. So we're in full Canada put over mode, <laughs> even though it's a Canadian company, but we're just, uh, yeah. Uh, again, I always go back to what I said earlier, like the whole Giselle Shaw's heel character and that whole act with Giselle and jay and evans it it is just dead in the water and needs to be broken up and they need to turn giselle babyface the it, it, again this is just me it seems like the crowd wants to cheer for giselle but they're only going along and booing because of the character and the performance and doing it out of respect again that's just me okay it's just you uh i won't i won't try <laughs> to agree if you want it to just be you <laughs> um yeah again that's just that's just the vibe that i'm getting i don't know if you're getting that same vibe i don't know if the chat's getting that same vibe i don't know if anybody else is getting that same vibe that's just the vibe that i'm getting well one thing i think we can all agree on is that uh whatever they thought they were doing they don't seem that interested in doing it anymore you know it's just everybody just showing up just because it's the thing to do not because they have a plan you know we're not even seeing the uh pre-produced 
you know vignettes with music of them montage of them walking down a hallway anymore so right not even, yeah exactly yeah, so it's again, like they're, they're they're cooling off they're they're cooling off the whole the whole stable there and again 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 this is just me it comes across like Giselle is genuinely a nice decent person trying to play a arrogant conceited just mean girl on TV and that's just not who Giselle is like the presentation, the look and everything, I 100% buy that. But the character, the, the like I said, the mean girl, the conceited, the arrogance, that just seems like an act. Again, that's just how I feel. I feel like Giselle is a genuinely decent, good-hearted human being who's playing a character. That's just how it comes across to me. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, well, now we have another uh, decent, uh, genuine, good-hearted and human being. And Buckshot, they could do that. They could easily go that direction. It would be great. That would be great TV. But they're not doing that. No, they're not doing that. Um, yeah. It's like they're making her what Madison and Caleb and the other chick was, says Elizabeth. Yep. They're just doing the same gimmicks. They're, they're, that's what Impact does. They just recycle gimmicks and slap them on different people. I remember when Giselle Shaw first started having those vignettes appear. Like, do we? Uh, my first reaction was, do we really need another mean girl archetype when we have two tag teams of that already with the influence and the inspiration? Yeah, well, we need it now, but <laughs> apparently we got to go away from that too. Oh, yeah. Well, um, we got a package on Trinity now. Um, she says now the real work begins as the champion and uh, she better she's another one of these betting on herself people maybe she can uh give kaz some tips because she seems to be working out for her but uh he also bet on himself and i don't know if it's i don't know if you know getting an argument over who loved killer kowalski more and having matches about it is the best use of i might have just stayed in AEW <laughs> collected a check for that uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, Trinity got the better end of that one. Yeah. So after um, after Trinity's little thing airs, then we go over to the coven, and they're like, you know, yeah, uh, we'll see if we'll see if you can hang on to that championship, and we're coming for you. I had to laugh shit. when uh, Taylor Wilde made the comment about Ginger Freaks. I'm like, did you see your pale redheaded tag team partner before you made that comment? Maybe that maybe <laughs> that was the reason why the comment existed in the first place. Who knows? And again, if they go somewhere with that, then that makes sense and it and it works. But now it's just like you just insulted your own tag team partner as well. All right. Um well, that's just uh, to me uh, almost if I had to guess, I would think they're just more looking at it like Oh, well, uh, you can be a heel and contradict yourself to get heat. Like when Christian comes out on a collision and says to CM Punk, like, what kind of a wrestler carries around a championship that he didn't win <laughs> as he's got the TNT championship on his right, shoulder? But the way Christian delivered it was like, it was blatantly hypocritic. Like he knew exactly what he was doing. Like I remember well, going back to like Jeff Jarrett when he would talk about, like talk about dumb blondes and it's like, Wait a minute, you're blonde, but the way he delivered it was like in a way of where he was clearly lacking self-awareness. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's face it, Taylor Wilde is no Christian. <laughs> uh, 
so we we do thanks for the city of windsor so we're putting canada over again uh tom sits down with jonathan gresham uh for one of these deals and um this was interesting he says i like this basically he says he prefers rules and maybe this environment isn't for him and so i'm like okay so jonathan gresham is playing the part of the vet on this show he's going to say he's going to say the things that i would say if i were a professional in this environment like what are you guys all doing there's murders there's witchcraft um there's there's undead realms uh i like rules uh so yeah again this is good character development for gresham it tells us what his motivations are what's going on in his head but it also leaves us wondering what where exactly is he going with this yeah well he's going up and out of the room because this interview is short and over <laughs> after this so i mean there you go this is a tease but or it could just be him wrapping up with it. maybe jonathan gresham is quietly wrapping up with impact too <laughs> uh, so i don't know uh, but it could go somewhere interesting. We'll see where it goes. Speaking of going somewhere interesting, excuse me, D- uh, Dango and Santino. Um, you know, this is their match that they were supposed to have, I guess. Yep. Uh, it's kind of built, too. This was uh, interesting. I mean, it was Santino's big... It was, he'd already been in the ring by this point once, but... That was a tag uh, match. Yeah, that was a tag match. This is a singles match. Uh, so it's kind of a big deal, but it doesn't really feel like that big of a deal. And he comes out and starts out like, you know, serious and everything. And, um, that's all great and everything. But then by the time he's able to actually get down and start going into the silliness with the Cobra, a mysterious, uh, riot police officer, uh, with a, I'm what I'm sure is a regulation issue, department issue, motorcycle helmet, <laughs> And not not a riot helmet uh he intercepts the cobra and then uh dango knocks santino into him with a flying knee and santino's head hits the helmet and he gets pinned uh one two three and then uh, dango goes out with the mystery police man and reveals it to be johnny bravo. johnny bravo oh man all right yay i guess what sure sure i mean i like seeing him back but what's the story why is he involved with dango why is he against santino this is one they're of the things they're again, gonna this, say wait till next week <laughs> that's what they want you this is their right. hook and again if they follow it up the right way this could potentially be decent but again it's all in the follow-up all right well here's the literal follow-up uh, Giselle and Savannah are walking through a hallway like normal, though. They didn't have music or, uh, or like, edits uh, walk through the hallway. But they're, they're looking for Jay, um, and they run into Masha and Kelly, who are leaning up against a wall, being weird. But uh, apparently they're still in the way, even though they're leaning up against <laughs> right. the wall on the side. But they're you're, in the you're way. You're in the way. We're against the wall. <laughs> yeah. They didn't say that. They said... If you want us to move, why don't you make us, you know, in Russian? And then, uh, yeah, anyway, so Jody Threat comes up um, after, well, after Giselle and Savannah decide it's better not to mess with these two, uh, Jody Threat walks up and just drops off Jay Vidal. 
<laughs> and uh, says, don't make me do this again, which I don't know what the hell that's supposed to mean, but he's sitting on the floor, like shivering like a trauma victim, like in the fetal position, which is funny, but uh, this whole thing is stupid. And again, if they followed up like something happened with him and Jody that shook him, this makes sense, but I'm sure we're not going to get that. All right. Well, since we're not going to get it, I'll I'll just spoil it now. Um, Jody carried Jay to the back, and they sat down and went over tape of Jody Threat's matches. And <laughs> Jay was traumatized and shivering. And and this is a perfect opportunity if people were like, okay, let's just put our own like our own like stuff away and try to focus on what's best for the show. I mean, Jay's openly gay. This could be a thing where where Jody try. I mean, you could go that route where Jody tried to do something and he was very uncomfortable. It was you could go that direction if if they were willing to go that direction and make it that much more compelling. But again, in this environment, in this day and age, I don't think people are willing to go there. No. Uh, no, they're not. And uh, it doesn't work out well when they do sometimes. So, you know, maybe we still got some work to do, but again, regardless... I mean, again, delicate situation, but you can do it correctly and do it in a compelling way and do it without being offensive. That's the execution has to be there. Well, it's like what I said, uh, you know, when I, I talk about these things, I go back and forth with these things uh, with Ben because I say he always has these outrageous ideas about, like, things that would get heat and get people riled up and shit. And I'm like, yeah, but wrestling's so phony that it's just bad taste. Nobody believes what you're doing. So if nobody believes what you're doing, then there's no point in doing it. And, and I, and then I you're just an that. asshole because it's like if wrestling was even trying to not insult people's intelligence like right, if, if get... they were trying to present it like a sport and you wanted to say that yes. this person had these feelings or whatever we see people in in real sports that have political opinions or yep. or they they lean a certain way or whatever mm -hmm. and those become stories and those become controversy and those people aren't you know apologetic about it necessarily in wrestling, you know none of this is real. You don't believe anything's real. You, it's it's to the point where fans don't even believe the real stuff is real. Yep. Um. And and so if you do anything that's like provocative or whatever, um, it's just usually in poor taste because now right. you're taking something that wasn't. It, it's a real aspect, but it's not a real situation. And now you're trying to shine a real situation on it. And the only way you could pay it off is to have a fake wrestling match. So why bother? Exactly. Yeah. Like, what would this lead to? Jay versus Jody, right? In a in a company that has no, it doesn't blink at doing intergender matches anyway. Right. Exactly. It's like not a big deal. Yeah. Well, speaking of a big deal, we get a <laughs> shot of Josh's dressing room door because <laughs> the way they present Josh Alexander is definitely the way that like he's a diva like Giselle Shaw who would have his own separate dressing room and wouldn't want to mingle with the common wrestlers and he would need to have a little placard with his name on it on the outside which is probably stuck over whatever actually goes on that door because you can see it mm -hmm. affixed on top of something there but whatever mm -hmm. we don't have to think too hard about that I'm just thinking it's funny the idea of like 
just hey in case you were trying to turn the channel because you're bored don't worry josh alexander's still coming out <laughs> no i will say this like i kind of going back i don't kind of backtracking a little bit here here's something that big that like really popped me you catch what uh masha and kelly's tag team name is did i i don't think i did what was it? they do have a name mk ultra whoa I didn't catch that. When did they say that? The announcers mentioned it. When? During the... Uh, let me pull it up. It was during the... Oh, uh, where was it? It was... Uh, I want to say during the Rush versus Evans match. Okay. That's interesting. But well, yes, Masha and Kelly are officially MK Ultra. If you actually go to the Impact uh, Wim uh, Knockouts Tag Team Titles page, they are listed as MK Ultra. All right, get it because it's like that government program, but it's also like their initials. All right, so uh, Lish and Eddie are talking directly into the camera at Kaz and Tracy. Um, until they come in from off camera. So I guess they could have just turned a little bit to their right and said all this shit that they were saying to them because this turned into a pull apart right there. Did you like that? I mean, we're obviously going to a mixed tag team match. That's where we're uh, going with this. I mean, anybody, Stevie Wonder could see that. Well, shit. Can you see what event they want to do that on? Because they well, already have Slamversary and... Well, depending on what theories you want to believe, Stevie Wonder can actually see anything. Mm. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. Uh, well, I'm. I hopefully he didn't see this. It was ABC versus Subculture in the title <laughs> rematch for the Impact Tag Team Champions. Um, I'm sitting there watching this match, and I'm just like, I guess this is just what wrestling is now. A lot of the time, I mean, I can't really get behind it. They didn't do a lot of things that necessarily I hated, but they did everything at the wrong. How do I how do I describe it? I'm trying to think of a specific example that that I can relate, but it would just be it would just be like there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff where you can see that they're just doing what they had planned to do and they're not necessarily reacting to what's what's going on so like you know maybe not in this match was it wasn't nearly as bad but i saw it a tiny bit but one thing i noticed in the um if anybody that saw on aw dynamite when nick wayne made a debut and he had a match with swerve strickland and um you know we get a we get a lot of hype about nick wayne and he's the son of buddy wayne who you know so this is like uh this is close to the rip rogers sort of family of guys you know um and so i, I have interest in watching this but when i'm watching nick wayne in the ring like in the first 30 seconds of the match he's doing all these like these uh these spots and and things i guess i don't know how to describe it these sequences 
and he's not really looking at swerve at all like he's just like if swerve runs by him he doesn't like turn his head to look at you know what's actually going on like his eyes aren't following what's what's the actual action but he's just going into whatever he's supposed to go next whether that's to run and hit the ropes or run up to the buckle or duck a kick or whatever he's doing he's not looking like oh i see the kick coming i'm gonna i see it and then i'm gonna react to it it's just like it's time to duck the kick so i'm gonna duck without even looking you know like it's like that kind of shit and that's these guys do whole matches like this and it's funny because they even start they even try to start out just doing regular stuff like working a headlock and doing mm -hmm. tackle drop down and it's like guys just just do the stuff you know you want to do don't try to trick us into think we're getting a wrestling match here just just do all this stuff that you guys do anyway that's how i felt about it um the rascals did not take their ejection seriously they took it under advisement and decided <laughs> against it and then subculture capitalizes when mandrews gives bay the wembley 92 treatment <laughs> and subculture retains the tag team championship so okay um this would have been a perfect spot to just hand those titles back unless they've got another plan um i'm I quite sure they probably don't but it's it's sounding they're probably going for um rascals and abc as an actual thing without the belts involved that's just my opinion <laughs> is that a good idea not really nah does, does it seem like because i think we said this at the time does it seem like they had subculture win just because nobody would expect it it did it did kind of feel to me it felt that way at least okay just making sure but hey whatever i mean mark andrews was at impact a long time ago so you know <laughs> he's an impact guy uh yeah well any other thoughts on the match or the booking or the stuff uh, i i don't get what impact sees in uh subculture i really don't i mean unless they're planning on them being for there for a while like them being the champions doesn't make any sense to me at all i'm sorry you don't have to apologize right there with you. <laughs> all right uh comment king todd brantley has appeared uh <laughs> And he's just in time for the main event. <laughs> Looks like there's been enough talk. It's time for the main event. A promo. It's a promo. It's And it's a Josh Alexander promo. <laughs> and this is a promo. This this is a promo. Uh, he's using wrestler voice. <laughs> and he's using wrestler cadence. So in this thing where he's supposed to kind of come out and be genuine. We haven't seen or heard from him in a long time other than his appearance at the very end of Slamversary, now is your chance to talk to us and tell us what's going on, and you're doing a wrestling promo and wrestler voice. So, okay, that's your choice. You could do that if you want. I don't have to like it either. Uh, he has to fill, fulfill the contractual obligation that everyone has in their contracts now to put Alex Shelley over. Um, and as soon as he does that, uh, then Alex Shelley comes out. <laughs> um, Alex Shelley's promo um let's see how can i how can i put this uh alex shelley smacks like an old man eating food when he's doing a promo <laughs> i was which, gonna say oof yeah that well 
On top of everything else that was bad about it, he's smacking. <laughs> imagine that. Uh, just imagine what I just did, but sprinkled throughout a, a subpar wrestling promo. <laughs> so, Liz is saying, Impact's feed said you didn't really need to hear this. It's not important. So, <laughs> I guess there were some audio difficulties at an Impact show, which... Of course there was. Why wouldn't there be? It's Impact. Um, finally, a good stick guy appears. Um, he's small like a stick, but he's actually <laughs> pretty good. Leo Rush is here. Um, he's threatening to exercise option C. Leo Rush saved this. I thought he did a fantastic job. Like yeah. his character and gimmick, he's... He has come so far. I'm happy to see how great he's gotten as far as developing a character has gone. Yeah. And it always helps when you've got absolutely no competition. <laughs> so, so uh, not, which is not a knock on Leo Rush because I agree with you, but I was just saying I'm happy to see him, you know, because after, after the boring wrestling promo and the smacking, I was, I was just, can somebody do this right, please? <laughs> and then Leo Rush came out. Uh, and then Kushida came out. And uh, he's wearing his, his newly won X as a necklace. Uh, so he looks like kind of like a little mm -hmm. like, like Flava Flav type thing. It's this giant oversized uh, neck jewelry. And uh, he says there will be no option C until you face me. Uh, he said it without smacking. So uh, that was good. Um, and then they hit Bully's music for some reason. And uh, then the most professional wrestling gods show up and beat everybody up. And then they offer Rush a piece. And he's like, yeah, yeah that's all right. You guys go ahead. So not a baby face, but not partaking in this particular uh, wrestling beat down here. I like this ending. It left Rush's like motivations and where his head is at up completely up in the air. Uh, it left us alone knowing, okay, what's this, what's this whole thing with Bully, Moose, and Myers? Like, it is a cliffhanger. We actually got a cliffhanger to end the show. Yeah, we did. Um, so, uh, hopefully it'll be enough to make other people consider tuning in next week. What will Leo Rush do? Todd Brantley says, I like Leo Rush, but what does it say about your company when he's the high point of your segment? I mean, nothing. It just says that he's the high point of your segment, but Leo um, Rush, Leo Rush has like from the last time I saw him to where he's at now, it's night and day. That guy's on a completely different level. He, his character is going to carry him. Right. And what I love about him is that the fact that his, move set doesn't or his move set doesn't define his character his character d defines his move set it's like yeah i can do this cool shit because i'm because i'm this fucking good fuck you right and he doesn't have to if he really wants to be a heel he could take it away so exactly he so he has all of that at his disposal he's in yeah. a very good spot yeah so uh it's interesting. It's interesting to see what uh, he will do, but that comes down to the thing that I always say, um, which is you take 
you're wrestling a la carte. You have to find the little things. You know, even if Leo Rush is buried in, you know, this cliched or boring or, you know, missed opportunity or whatever this thing was, at least you got to see it, whatever, you know, just a little something. So even within, even within its own, um, within the, the self-contained angles that they have, you still have to further you know specify which things that you're actually interested in looking at because i have no interest in leo rush involved with any of the people here except moose obviously but no one else everyone else is basically dead to me except for moose and leo rush and so i'm interested in watching either of those guys do anything but I still have to divorce that feeling from me seeing those guys interact with these other guys that I don't want to see. I don't know if that makes any sense, but no, yeah. it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So, so there you go. That was your impact, uh, episode, uh, for last week. It was coming off of Slamversary. I was not impressed if they had any fans that they gained from Slamversary. Surely someone must have said, I will watch Slammiversary. It'll be my first Impact show I've ever watched. And then I will see if that will keep me watching this company. And then they tuned in to see this show. I don't know if that would have, uh, if this would have been um, something that worked to, to keep viewers coming back. I mean, they did, like you said, Brandon, they did have those hooks to get you to tune in to see Hey, what's Leo Rush gonna do next week? Hey, who's what about Nick Young and uh, or Nick Young, Nick, <laughs> Nick Aldis and Eric Young? Um, are they Neil gonna Young? have their that match? Yeah, Neil Young. Yeah. Uh, Young so they, they, Sills and Nash. They have things that they set, um, that they set the hook in, but I don't know if. You know, it's just maybe it doesn't matter to me because maybe I'm the wrong person to ask because I have to watch it next week. So what do you know? It's I can't really I don't have any anticipation for it, though. Um, so I don't know. It's a mixed bag for me. But you were saying that you felt like this was a kind of a different show. Yeah, this this was definitely one of, in my opinion, at least this is one of the better shows they've had in a bit. Not saying it was great, but definitely one of the better ones. You know what? You know what it might be? It's like not so much the show that there's a problem with the show, but maybe the talent. Overall, like there weren't many people on this show I cared to see. And if I did, they were very brief. I saw Masha leaning against the wall. I see Moose do a run in at the end and Leo Rush do like a little bit of talking. Nick Aldis does a little bit of something. You know, a lot of the people that I, I tune in to, to watch weren't here. Um, so maybe that was it. It's like, I just didn't have the actual talent I wanted on the show. Definitely needed know. more Moose. Like, I was happy seeing Moose get involved in the main event. That made me very, very pleased. And makes me want to see what they're going to do with him next week. As far as everything oh. else goes, eh. Yeah, and then and then on that note too, it's like, okay, Moose is involved in a main event, sort of, but like he's also buried in a group of more people, so that means less, you know. 
Right, exactly. How does, how does how does Moose stand out? How does he rise above? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's a hook in and of itself. How will Moose make lemonade this week? Uh, but uh, the fact that he's involved may just makes it a little bit better, at least. Yeah. Well, I guess that's all we have to say about it. Um, and I guess we can uh, head on home and send the people uh, back to whatever they were doing. Perhaps they were watching Monday Night Raw. Perhaps they were enjoying anything non-wrestling related. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, hopefully everybody's having fun, staying safe, relaxing, making the best out of your time. And uh, if you want to make the best out of your time and follow up on what we're doing, we're going to tell you where you can find us. So, Brandon, what about you? As always, you can find me on Twitter at TransArchistTia, as well as twitch.tv slash the Transarchist and Substack at HMGBrandon. All right. Now, if you're confused about twitter it's you know it's actually called x now so don't oh shit that went into effect today didn't it damn yeah i mean it's still called twitter a lot of places but expect that to change over time unless there's a huge backlash and then (laughs) he he uh he walks it back but we'll see um but yes uh, for now it's still working like normal except that there's a little x in the corner (laughs) (laughs) uh but uh so yes there you go and you can find me there at opinion haver just like you can for all your social media platforms you will find me at opinion haver including twitch.tv slash opinion haver uh you can find me on the next level wrestling review here on humming media group every wednesday morning at 8 a.m pacific 11 a.m eastern with big ray hernandez uh, you can find me um, on uh, this week's episode of uh, Collision, AEW Collision Wreckage, where I just sort of popped in and uh, <laughs> gave some grief to the PWC fellas uh, and uh, gave a letter grade for Collision. So if you want to hear what I thought about some of that show, because I didn't, I wasn't around for the whole show, uh, but if you want to hear about some of that. Um, then check that out check me out on the monday locker room the fresh hot monday locker room available now uh where uh, i talk about the news of the day with ben amin and other things so um if you want to see that check that out um just check out a bunch of stuff i mean one thing leads to another if you follow me one place you'll see a <laughs> bunch of things one and thing then, leads to another yep and uh, you can follow me um, on, uh, well, you can't follow me here, but every once in a while you can find me here hanging out in the comment section at least, or maybe sometimes, sometimes actually on the show with Wrestling with Rip Rogers every Friday, uh, where they do a live question and answer session that usually turns into some kind of uh, interesting, intriguing uh, subjects. And we even get special guests. Like, for example, this past Friday, we had Matt Stryker, your teacher, on there. Um, so he, uh, Matt Stryker was very, um, he's a very insightful person, a former Impact commentator as well. Um, and I thought they had a great conversation. So you're going to want to check that out. See Matt Stryker 
Um, that's on Wrestling with Rip Rogers' YouTube channel, which is free for everybody. So go check it out. It's in the archives. And then you got... Um, what else we got? We got Stevie Richards. We got Stevie Richards for you. You guys in the market for some Stevie Richards? We got Stevie Richards for you. We got Stevie <laughs> Richards Fitness. We got Stevie Richards Patreon. We got Stevie Richards YouTube, We, which is a separate from his Stevie Richards Fitness. He's got one for just his wrestling breakdown, so you can check that out. Um, and he, he just put up a video uh, asking the people. He's asking for your guys' <laughs> thoughts. He wants to know what you guys think about who are some of the most underrated talents. Uh, it's presumably, he's going to take this information and do that, uh, turn that into even more content. Um, so he needs your help. Go help Steve Richards. Tell him who you think is one of the more underrated talents in wrestling history, not just now. <laughs> he's talking about ever of all time. So, so check Stevie Richards out. And um, I think that's just about everybody. Hopefully I'm not forgetting anything. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's going to do it for another episode of the Impact Attack. Uh, for Brandon, I'm the vet, and I don't have a sign-off line. Whoop, whoop, much love! <laughs>